Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. This week, I've decided to go down the rabbit hole or the, um, not so much of a rabbit hole, but the time machine of the 90s with a fellow friend of mine from that era, Kiki Dare. So let's see what it was like comparing notes with her. Love the hair. That is such a 360. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. I, I kind of look at it as, okay, I spent years being a blonde. Guess what? I'm tired of it. Now I'm going to be a spicy redhead because frankly, pretty spicy anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, even like, I remember you coming into the business just as I was like leaving right at that high point. Uh, I mean, it's changed so much drastically. Do you remember going to a lot of the old school AVN shows at all? I do. I do. And, and I mean, one of the things I remember the most is just how truly different it was because, you know, we had makeup artists and, you know, hotels and signings that were all paid for. You know, it, it wasn't on us to spend our money to show up to try to make money and somehow promote companies when they're not even helping us promote them. I mean, you know, I, I, it's kind of crazy how that's all flipped. And, you know, we didn't have social media back then. It, it's not like we could say on Twitter, hey, I'm going to be at this bar, come hang out. You know, it was kind of like, well, you know, if you knew where to go, you knew where to go. If you didn't, well, you didn't. I think I prefer that mysteriousness because I went to only one exotica in New Jersey. I have to say that party, I felt like slicing my wrist in every single way possible just to get the fuck out. Like I will never go to one of those parties again. And you're right. It was a more glamorous era. So oh, it was, yeah. You were there from 99 to what, like 2004, 2005 for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, back then we were, business suits or, or, you know, dresses or, you know, things that made us look like we were serious when we were on the convention floor. It wasn't a matter of, okay, who could wear the least amount of butt floss? Like, dude, I'm so tired of walking onto a convention floor and seeing people in clothes that I wouldn't dare wear in a strip club as a stripper. Because <laughs> it looks cheap. Or is it like the way they wear it or both? <laughs> it's both. I, I mean, you know, years ago when I started featuring, I remember thinking, okay, why would I spend thousands of dollars on a costume by Vicky Renee? Vicky Renee summed it up beautifully. She was like, well, if you want to be treated like money, you need to look like money. And that still rings true today. I mean, the, the, the tackier that you look, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. And mine. <laughs> Yay, we agree. Um, you know, but the tackier you look, the, the less valuable you're viewed as. And 
you know, I, I get that people want to get out there and promote themselves and they want to you know, go and do everything and, and they want to, you know, please the fans. You can do all that and still hold yourself to a certain standard. That's all I'm saying. Do you think it lowers it for like everyone else around? Because you get, you go to these conventions and we'll get this a little later about the exoticas. You go there, right? People are going to know you, obviously. And do you think that they're trying to hold you to the standard of, let's say, whatever thing is over there doing whatever she's doing? Uh, pack mentality. I mean, it always happens. It always happens. I mean, you know, and, and I, listen, there's been times when I was young and didn't know any better and, you know, probably screwed it up for some other people. I'm sorry, ladies, but, you know, it is what it is. You, you learn and you evolve and some people evolve into a, 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 a I don't want to say better, but some people just evolve into a, a way that, that works for them, whether that's moving up so to speak staying where they are or fading away you know whatever it might be well you were in the era right there when we saw the transition slowly i don't know if they still had vhs in 99 but it was going into cds or dvds sorry and now you don't even have to have that i wish it was still the era of the vhs tapes because those yeah they're clunky but it was so much cooler. At what point did you see this change coming around? And you're like, eh, me thinks not. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, uh, so when I got in, um, we still had VHS. I remember having a big box of VHS from Vivids shipped to me while I was in Manhattan once. Um, I mean, one of the movies I did for Vivid was shot on film. Like, I mean, I remember back in the day when, you know, you had to hold that pose if you were doing a magazine shoot. And at the end, you were like, oh, my God, get me a masseuse now. Um, and some people were worse than others, like like Blanca and, and, and Ken loved them dearly. But they were both just like, OK, you can stand there now for the next like 15 minutes. No problem. It's all good, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, so you've got. VHS leaving, right? DVD comes in. Then you've got the internet, which just comes in and decimates everything. And, you know, at the time that, that I left the first time, I had fallen in love. The, the guy that uh, I had fallen in love with turned out to not be a good choice, but that's a whole nother story. And, uh, you know, I, I had left the business for him because he was somebody that was never going to be able to handle it. And on top of that, he was from a prominent family with a high profile and you know, wouldn't have worked and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, now, did that all work out for me? No, this Cinderella did not find her prince. As a matter of fact, he turned out to be one hell of a frog, but that's all, you know, it's what it is. They usually are. Oh my God. Yeah. There was so many red flags. Oh my God. I swear. I must've looked at every red flag and thought, you know, this, this, this is just, you know, the, the, the opposite of, of go, but in my mind, somehow it must've meant go faster or go harder or something because I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, red flags. Well, I'll tell you what it is, I think. And I'm not, I'm not really a therapist. I just took psychology, but I'm not a therapist, but I get what might've happened is that you're in this business. It's so wild and crazy and so much fun then, right? Then you have someone that 
could be someone that accepts everything. And then no matter what, at any cost, you're going to go out there and you're going to keep trying. Like you will go till this, like go till the train runs down and out and that's it. It's over. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And that train definitely was down and out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it was like the awful train wreck that you can't stop looking at and you know you, you want to be sympathetic and empathetic but you can't because you're like oh my god whoa did you just see that yeah yeah it was all that and more it's interesting people always think oh well he's from a prominent family oh it's a prince my cousin she had the option of dating a prince or a hell's angel so of course I made the like rational choice for her. I'm like, dude, go with the hell's angel. Like you're going to go with the prince. It's going to be such a headache. And yeah, it, yeah, she, she did the smart thing. I think they're married now or they're supposed to get married. I, I don't keep up on these things anymore. Like if people get married, right. And let's say they get divorced. Do you get the gifts back from them or not? <laughs> I mean, how many gifts uh, would everyone have given back at some point in time? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, like I, I've dealt with some crazy things. I mean, one time that particular ex was mad and decided to put like everything I owned on the side of the road. And what he didn't put on the side of the road was all of like the super designer stuff that he had bought me. He gave that to the ex before me instead. And she sold it all on eBay. Other than what she kept for herself. Make sure I get her address and his address after. I'll just, you know, I'll deal with that. But <laughs> I'll deal with both of them for you on my on your behalf. But getting back to the whole AVN thing, and when we had the parties, what would you say in that era was one of your favorite scenes you shot? I'm sure there are at least three. And who are some of the people you actually liked having on set? So probably my number one favorite was, uh, it was for VCA. It was called Captain Mongo's Porno Playhouse. And it was myself and Evan Stone and Alexandra Nice. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a little story behind the scene, actually. So Antonio Pasolini, whom I had admired and really wanted to work with, gives me a call and says, hey, I've got this scene and um, I really want you to do it, but, and I'm like, okay, what's the but? And he goes, well, Evan's gonna be playing a dirty drug addicted homeless clown. So do you have a problem with clowns? Now keep in mind, I had just been to the, the circus in Florida on acid and for whatever reason, I, I decided that I really wanted to have sex with a clown. So I'm like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> the universe just granted my wish. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a really fun day. Like it's, it's still to my, to this day, one of my favorites because, you know, it's VCA. Like, and of course I'm like, well, I, I want to verbally humiliate the clown and I'm going, okay, can I do that? So I pull Antonio to the side. I'm like, hey, um, I know that you guys don't necessarily do this, but I really want to talk shit to Evan. Can I? And he's like, yes, yes, do it. Okay. Yay. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, another VCA favorite was actually the first time that I, I met Ginger Lynn was doing a scene for one of her uh, New Wave Hooker movies. And it was myself, Ryan Connor, and Monique Alexander in like this, like 
plastic blow up kiddie pool. <laughs> like, it was so, it was just so randomly weird, you know? And then of course we're sitting there having this great time. We're like, Ginger, come on, come on. And I guess the day before she had totally like uh, hurt herself doing a, a different scene. And she's like, I would, but I can't, I hurt, <laughs> you know? Um, so that was a lot of fun because Ginger was obviously somebody that, you know, I knew who she was coming in and, you know, was pretty blown away that I was even on a set with her. So I was like, wow, yay. And then um, probably another good one. God, there were so many. Um, you know, You're my so life, positive, my God. You know, I didn't really have a ton of, of negatives. I, I mean, are, are there days that aren't so great? Sure. But I mean, for the most part, you know, I booked stuff myself, so I knew what I was stepping into. I mean, I would ask a lot of questions. Like, I mean, there were people that to this day are like, God, you are paying to book because you are so exact. And I was like, well, I wanted to know what I was getting into. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who's, you know, cool with going to set. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're telling me I agreed to, you know, crew appreciation day when I know damn well I didn't. <laughs> Crew Appreciation Day. <laughs> Let me get this straight. So in the adult film business, they actually had performers like fuck the crew. Seriously? Mm, all I'm going to say on that one is there were plenty of people that joked about it, but I'm sure that there were some people that did it because they didn't realize it was a joke. Oh, no. Like, I just that's honestly that's the first time I've heard of that because. Huh. Well, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, very interesting. So uh, yeah, <laughs> the look I, on your face. I never faced that. I mean, I was like always under contract, so I didn't work that much. I was just a total asshole. But like, at least I admit that. Um, but I just couldn't imagine that. I remember there was one creepy guy who said he was an agent. Uh, this guy Reagan Center. Oh and yeah, that guy. So he came into the makeup room when I was there one day and he, he, he was asking the makeup artist, um, was it, it was one of those girls. Oh, no, actually, it was Lee Garland, rest his soul. And I love Lee. He says to Lee, do you have any, um, do you have a razor for the talent? I turned around. I'm like, what talent, please? So <laughs> Lee just like, I felt awesome. bad for the poor girl. And you could tell, like, she just got off a fucking bus stop. The girl looked like she didn't take a test and that's why I said that I'm like why do they allow filthy people on here sometimes that clearly don't have this shit together and you know he was doing a screen test with his girls where he would have them do a, a I guess fuck him then it's not really a screen test then he'd try to get them work with everyone so yeah I think it's when I worked for uh, for Rob Black or something that did you ever work for Rob by any chance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no like <laughs> you know what I never had a problem like there was, I mean there was one time where uh I had a check that I, I had to go and you know go to the office and be like hey um somebody in the accounting messed up and you know and and, and he gave me the check from the right account so I was good <laughs> yeah it's Rob yeah, he, I mean, he was good for the money, like no matter what people said. So that's interesting. Crew Appreciation Day. Now I'm going to have to like examine this. And when you work with Evan Stone, did he look like a shampoo model at that point? Like for like, gee, your hair smells terrific. Did he look like that? Yeah. 
No, they actually put him in this uh, in this outfit that they put like all of this like just nasty stuff on it, and he'd been in it for like three days shooting this movie already, so it stank. And you know they had a his hair was all jacked, like they had like rub stuff on him to make him look dirty. Like it was not the pretty Evan Stone that came into the business. Everybody's like, oh look, he looks like a romance novel cover. Yeah, no, not that guy. Yeah, I think what you got were like the guys that looked like like the Dave Hardmans and some guy that shows up with a gang gang. So now we're fast forwarding to like where we are now in this whole business. And you came back into, were you shocked at the way things were, how different they were? And who did you start working for when you came back this time around? I was 100% shocked. Um, yeah. I, I, I was like, whoa, wait a second, what? Um, I, I had no clue. I mean, my, my, when I came back, probably, you know, in the last 10 years, um, the first people that I worked with was OC modeling and, you know, I have nothing horrible. I have nothing horrible to say publicly anyway, but, um, you know, they, they, it just didn't work. Uh, so for a long time I was independent. And then, you know, recently I actually went to next level and I really like them. Um, you know, Jonathan and, and Andre kind of, you know, have a good cop, bad cop thing going, but, you know, I've known them both for so long that, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, it, it's, um, it's kind of more like dealing with people that, that I, actually have a, a friendship with versus just a working relationship that could be good and bad sometimes I think it can be but at yeah. the same time you know it, it, I also don't need to be so knee deep into everything you know because I mean when you're young you think oh you know I've got to go to every party I've, I've got to you know hear all the tea I've got to know all the stuff and you know what I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's not that I have an issue, you know, being social or, or being around our peers. It's just, you know, some girl that's new that, that, that I don't even know, like she doesn't affect me. So, so I, I'm not going to waste my time. You know, I mean, I've got, you know, four little dogs, one's whining in the background. Sorry about that. It's but okay. I mean, I, I have four little tyrants at home. I, I have, you know, other businesses. I have other interests, you know. So, you know, mature Kiki is like, I'll, I'm going to come in, do my job, you know, have a great time with it, you know, give you the best I possibly can. And then I'm going to go home and go to the rest of my life, you know, where I, I, I clean up dog poop and, you know, wash dishes and all, all the, the normal stuff that people apparently don't think we actually do dishes Ooh, no okay. <laughs> well you know yeah i know and the dog dishes and stuff it's i get it i have a cat and yeah he's like staring at me i'm really scared of him but i always had cats and i get that i think since like day one i was always in that mindset like i never wanted to be at the parties i wasn't particularly very pleasant to be around really and <laughs> You know, I just didn't want to go. So now you get it. So there I'm at an exotica party and I'm like, someone just fucking shoot me and I'll be fine. I've lived a perfectly fine life, but just not here in this, this party, like outside, please. 
it's just some of the fuckery, some of the stupidity that these younger girls do. And then there you are. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to come back. I think I left the convention like way early. Um, this is years ago. So now that we're on this whole era of OnlyFans, clearly you have a fan base. Yeah. All right. Do you think it's like you're working twice as hard to make the same type of money you did back in the day? And are you having more fun with this? Like, are you social with people on there? Uh, so when it comes to OnlyFans, uh, I've recently took it back over. I, I had a management company running it and there were some, some things that they were doing that I just didn't like. Like, I didn't like the Filipino chatters that were speaking in broken English that and saying things I would never say. Like, the hell is this? So, you know, I'm rebuilding, um, you know, and I had to definitely rebuild some, some trust there amongst my fans, you know, which honestly, it's hard for a management company to work with me anyway, because, you know, I come from an era where, you know, I was feature dancing all the time. Most of my fans have been with me for two plus decades. They've met me in person. They, they have a, a genuine idea of how I might actually respond to them so you know for them a lot of the management companies would never work and you know going to the money oh man I miss the old days I miss it so much because there was so like so much less like if I wanted to hide and not deal with the constant bombardment in my email on my phone, you know, on my computer, on Twitter, on Instagram, all that stuff. If I didn't want to deal with any of that, I didn't have to. I did not have to because it didn't exist. You know, uh, now there's just so much more technological burnout. And, you know, yeah, it's a lot more work. I mean, would I necessarily say, that the money's the same or better? No, no, I wouldn't. And, and I say that simply because, you know, you always make the most money when you first get in and when you're young, you know, because there's an obsession with youth in our business. But I mean, at the same time, when you look at the cost of living and, and everything else, we're still making the same amount of money, but everything is going up as far as cost. Yes. So, I mean, you know, how, how does that really even out? It doesn't. That's like a different conversation for a different show. <laughs> the people already know my stance on things. I mean, honestly, I don't really give a fuck. Um, yeah. But I think that back then we were doing less work in general because God knows like where this business is going to go next. Like, where is it going to go? Are people going to like snuff each other out on film? You know, I can give them a hit list for sure. But you know, you had the cams. I don't know if the cam world, it's true. If did the cam world actually, I feel like the cam world kind of started taking over. Were you camming at some point? And what was your thought on that? Like having, you have to deal with people telling you shit. Like I can't do that. I just can't. So the cam world to me, cause I, I've done it. Um, the cam world to me is a lot like a virtual strip club, right? You, you've got to put in the hours put in the time and then you start making the money. But at first it really sucks. Well, here's the other part that really sucks about camming now. These guys have thought of so many ways 
to rip people off. Like, I mean, there's guys that will literally like they, they've figured out the exact like money sound that the site uses. And so they'll just like find that sound, download it, and then use it to make you think that they've tipped you and they haven't. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The amount of scamming that goes on, like, wow. I mean, do you really value women and their work so little that now you've got to figure out how to scam us out of stuff? It's just sad, sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you used to deal with in strip clubs. There would be guys that would come in with like fake money or they'd try to like, you know, run out without paying before the bouncer got them and all that shit. But typically speaking, they were afraid of getting caught and getting their ass beat. It's not like, you know, you can do anything over a computer. Well, you could always plant like kitty porn or something in their computer. Like there are certain open like portals and stuff like that. And you could somehow import, like once they're on there, you can get there anyway. So yeah, there are ways to do it, <laughs> but um, yeah, you don't have to do that. I mean, I just, I can only imagine, like I see sometimes my Instagram DMs there, oh, there's some firefighter like sending me photos. Then he's like sending me in his underwear. So I found out who his wife was and I told her, like I went on Facebook and then I found out which unit he was in and I called them. Like, I don't stop. When I go, I go to the extreme and I won't stop to like something, just whatever, till I'm just told to stop or, um, no, actually I'll keep going anywhere. Fuck it. Hey, listen, I, I, I did <laughs> once send camel poop in a box to somebody because they pissed me off. How did you get a camel though to do that? <laughs> I didn't put it online. There's a, there's a website. You could actually go on and pick the type of like animal shit you want to send to somebody. Oh, wow. Honestly. Thanks for telling me. I should have forgot. That's perfect. You just got like a prepaid debit card and you do it. Just like with the prank okay. calls, you get a phone card and go to phone booth if you could find one nowadays, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously. And you know, I, I just feel sad that people disrespect, you know, digital workers that are doing this for a living and you disrespect them and that, you know, so bad that you're going to go ahead and pretend you're tipping them. And you can't do that. that is it is. I mean, I mean, if you don't, it, 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 it's like anything else. If you don't have the money, don't spend the money. Like, right. It's not difficult. Exactly. You could tell a lot of people that, especially, yeah, especially like some of the women that live in my neighborhood, you got to tell them that if you don't have the money, don't spend it. Instead, you got to yeah. go buy the new handbag and buy this. Oh, blah, foo, 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 whatever. Uh, but just, it's the way of the world sometimes, unfortunately. Now with OnlyFans, you do your live stream all the time. Like how do you operate it to monetize it? How do you do it specifically? Because it seems really difficult. <laughs> I don't do the live thing. I mean, I've, I've tried it and it just didn't really seem to do much for me. Um, you know, so, I mean, I upload the content, you know, I, I typically are doing a bunch of different things all at once. So, you know, if I'm having sexting conversations, you know, I, I have to schedule those, um, you know, I, they can order customs on there, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's user-friendly, but at the same time, it's, it's not, you know, 24 seven because I, I don't eat, I, I don't eat, sleep and breathe porno. Like love you guys. Appreciate your support. But it, yeah, sometimes I go to bed or I just turn my phone off for the day. Um, really? how dare you oh my I know <laughs> oh I know bad actress bad actress 
dare you you can't have a life <laughs> right uh so yeah i mean i i do my best to you know put stuff up a couple of times a week um you know just keep answering messages doing customs you know all of that stuff yeah that's i have a page but i barely i don't do anything on there i've only cursed off someone like once in three months so that's a track record for me because like i post things that i own the rights to um yeah. And that's it. I'm not going to go posting other stuff. And I mean, they're happy, they're grateful for it, but it's like people always want more and they want to bring up so many things from this hour or that hour, which I don't do. And that's fine for those who do. I just not me. Um, speaking of which, when you got into that whole business, you're clearly a smart person. You're well-spoken. You're not exactly the poster child of um, someone who would ideally get into the industry. How did you find it or did it find you? Well, back when I got in, uh, you had to find it. it. It's not like it is now where it seems like everybody and their brother has figured out a way to get in. And uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I miss the old days where you had to actually be pretty. <laughs> yes. You had to actually want to be there. You had to actually, you know, care about what you were doing um, because people didn't just let you in right off the gate. I mean, I had multiple conversations with, you know, Reb Sawitz before I actually showed up. Um, and, you know, there, there's, there are other people too that were instrumental in, in helping me. And, you know, there again, multiple conversations before anything even happened, right? And, you know, I got into porn because I wanted to up my ante on the feature circuit was tired of being a magazine and pageant girl because, you know, you, you work a lot of shows for not a lot of money. And, you know, I wanted more and, you know, porn was the way to do that. And so that's what I did. And, um, you know, I don't regret it for a second. You know, there, there's so many people out there that, you know, they, they get out and they think that everybody wants to hear them say, oh, it was awful and it was horrible and I never should have done it and I regret it you know what? No, no, I, I don't regret it. I mean, people have tried to push me to, to in that direction. They, and then they've tried to make me feel that way and make me feel bad. And no, nope, no, nope, not going to happen because I, I chose what I did. You know, I agreed to it. I knew what I was getting into most of the time. <laughs> you know? Finally, finally, someone that says that I say it all the time and I get a lot of like, bad feedback how could you say that well something happened no asshole nothing fucking happened like you know what you're signing so unless you cannot read then maybe you don't know what you're signing and maybe you had no idea so if you're that dumb then I hate to say this and be so harsh then guess what you whatever is coming your way you've earned it so either pick up a dictionary or learn how to read so you know what you're signing before you give your rights away it's that simple yeah I, yeah. I mean I mean ask questions it, it, it's not hard yeah. Like, like there's no reason for somebody to go onto a set without a thorough understanding of what they are agreeing to do, right? And if you don't know a company, look it up. It's not difficult. It, you know, ask, ask around, you know, ask your friends, ask your colleagues. Like there's so much information that's available. I mean, and even more so now, but 
there was never an excuse to not know. Now, I mean, are, is everybody great at communication? No. I mean, there were still times where I walked onto a set and was like, oh, okay. I wasn't quite prepared for all of that today. Like I, I didn't know that I was going to be washing honey out of my butt crack for the next week, but whatever, you know, <laughs> it's good for the skin. It is good for the skin. Um, yeah. And that's why I threw in that most of the time, because I mean, that there were things that you couldn't necessarily plan on. Like, like, you know, if the director had a crazy idea and it just came to them, okay, well, you, you okay, you didn't know because they didn't know. So at that point, you, you know, judgment call, yes or no. Again, very simple. Now here's the curious, so that's, is that the craziest thing you've ever had to like try to figure out how to clean out was honey? No. What's the craziest thing? <laughs> I have to know. <laughs> um, probably one of the crazier things was when uh, somebody was like, this was an enema scene. I knew it was going to be an enema scene, um, but I didn't really, yeah, right? I did not realize it was going to be a chocolate milk enema scene. <laughs> so not that crazy in, in and of the, the liquid, but you know, when you think about how that actually looks and what they're actually going for, you're kind of like, hmm. Wow, I wish I had known that we were going for realism today. I mean, it's you don't. <laughs> I, I didn't know what John T. Bone was. I knew he was notorious for one thing, for the Annabelle Chong video, right? Fine. Yeah. But I didn't know signing up with him. I'm like, oh, fucking in mud. Okay. Oh, but I wasn't complaining. Yeah, that's <laughs> the craziest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I don't know. Was it real mud? Well, my skin looked good after though, but it's like. <laughs> So you're dealing with guys that are doing that in mud. So I had like mud here and there. I'm finding in a crack here or there for like a week. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't have to work again until next month. The next month it's paint. Okay, whatever. Yep. After that, it started feeling normal. Like, oh, okay. It's someone dressed up as a clown. Oh, wait a second. It's someone who looks like this or that. It was very interesting to be honest with you. I I did a painting with my butthole once. With your butthole. You need a brush for that to just like. No, we literally, we put a brush in my ass. And I was moving around on the canvas painting. Hey, you with, could sell those for good money. We actually, I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, that was so long ago. <laughs> it's interesting. And like, you look at the quality of things. I feel like the quality, especially, and I'm not trying to say anything horrible about anyone, but the. The quality of the entertainer then versus now has somehow like shh, gone downhill and also giving some entertainers the choice in what they want to do. Like in the case of poor August Ames, you don't want to have sex with a fucking tranny. You don't want to have sex with a fucking tranny. Whatever happened to like my body, my choice. But now the poor girl like ended up killing herself over being bullied. So whoever started the bullying, you have blood on your hands for fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts on this whole thing where I do feel that, of course, I haven't been in it, but I hear stories. I feel like there's just too much PC and now they're putting pressure on people to work with people. They wouldn't necessarily want to back in the time we were doing it, at least. Yeah. I mean, when I was, when I started, I, I did 
I, I did buy movies. I, I never had an issue with it um, because there were certain protocols in, in place that were designed to keep people safe, right? Now, granted, you know, medicine has come a long way. People with, with HIV can live, you know, an extremely amazing life, which they didn't, you know, not so many years ago. Well, that's great. And, you know, that, that's awesome. And, and everybody deserves to have, you know, the freedom to express themselves. However, people also have the freedom and the right to say no, you know? I mean, I don't personally have a major problem having sex with a transgender person. However, there's people that do. And you know what, that should be respected because it, it's, it's their body, right? You know, that the whole mentality of, oh, well, you know, if you don't do something, you know, you're, you're racist or you're genderist or you're, you know, transphobic or you're this or you're that, man, you know what? Stop, live and let live. That was like one of the major reasons people got in this business to begin with was they wanted a place where they could be a rebel and they could, you know, live the way that they wanted to. And without those people, we wouldn't have this business to begin with. So, you know what? Respect the people that came before you. Do what they did. Right? Like, like, respect your elders, assholes. Right? They might have known something. Maybe they will. Do you ever think the business might get back to what it was in the golden era? Because those, like that era, we there were porn stars. Okay, you're a porn star. Now this is like, you know, the guy across the street the average person at Ralph's, the average person at whatever, Piggly Wiggly and Winn-Dixie, like bagging your groceries, they too could be what they think is a porn star. Do you ever think we'll go back to that golden era of it? You know, I don't know. I mean, I know that I run my OnlyFans uh, content like I'm working for, you know, a company. I'm just working for myself. So you know what? all talent is professional, all talent is, you know, tested, you know, everybody gets, you know, a, a, a call sheet, we have locations, I mean, I have a shoot house, so I mean, it's, it's like everything is geared around creating the content in that safe, controlled environment, and, you know, does it look more amateur, and does it look more realistic now? Yes, because that's what sells, but you know, taking that professionalism out of it, no, that'll never happen. Because for me, that's something that's extremely, extremely important. You know, um, one of the messages I think we need to really spend more time on is, you know, teaching people that have grown up watching porn, and that's where they got their sex education, that this isn't what it really is. This is a fantasy. There's a lot that goes into it beforehand, like, you know, asking likes and dislikes, do's, don'ts, you know, making sure that everyone is comfortable, making sure that everyone is consenting. Like, you know, you don't just haul off and slap a girl on the butt, you ask first, right? Like, this is all stuff that, um, you know, gets lost in translation because people are so afraid of you know, dispelling the fantasy. Well, what about making sure that people understand the difference between fantasy and reality? It doesn't work that way because we're living in fantasy land. I ran an escort agency briefly 
I think you'd appreciate this. And um, it was a vivid girl and the guy slapped her in the face. She's like freaking out and crying. So I called him. He's like, well, I got caught up in the moment. I said, dude, I said, I don't want to hear about your moment. Let's just like not do that right now. But you have to understand, well, her movie, I said, that is a fucking movie. Do you believe that like Mary Poppins jumps into photos? Because if she did, I'd like to do that myself. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. You know, when you go home and you watch TV with your kids, do you tell them the stuff on TV is real? Oh, no, I guess. Okay, well, that's my point. But no, it's true. And, and, and then don't take like your advice from some jackass on TikTok. You got these like girls that couldn't have been a storm in their daddy's ball sack when all this stuff was being done, giving advice on TikTok to girls who want to get it into the adult business, which is completely retarded. Yeah, I said it, but it's <laughs> fucking you retarded. Know. You do not do retarded fuckery like that. You don't go on TikTok to listen to some kid or girl. Well, this is how you get into it. Like, oh my God. And this is what you have to do. So yeah, don't do that. And that's another mistake right there is social media. How, yeah. you know, what it's doing. Yeah, social media is a tough one. I mean, even, you know, even with my husband, sometimes I have to be like, okay, stop, you know, because he'll, he'll get, you know, he'll get all flustered about something and be like, you know, and, and he'll go and, and see the promos and, and he'll, you know, parrot back the scene name to me and be like, well, in this, and I'm like, okay, stop, stop. Number one, that has nothing to do with my, with my life or your life. That's work. Okay. Do I go to your job and, you know, ask you questions? Who's no, I'm like, okay, then stay away from my job because it's, it's, it's just that we are we're, we're leaving our jobs at, at work, you know, cause I mean, even job, you should go to the job one day, please. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> I know I, I could TikTok it. <laughs> talk now. And speaking of which, like, what do you do mostly now? I know one of your things that you do, which we won't discuss now, but I do know that you're shooting a horror film. That premieres yeah. on Tuesday. Tell us about that because that sounds like fun. Uh, okay, so um, I was actually doing a quick little scene for my friend James Balsamo because uh, he. Wait a second, you know James? Yeah, I know James. Oh my god, he's one of the first people I worked for when I got back into acting. I was in his other movie, Invite School. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was working on from from dust till bong, and he was shooting at Tom Devlin's place. And so Tom had actually uh, put me in in one of his movies called Teddy Told Me To because he was like, "Hey, you're here. Do you mind like shooting this quick thing for me?" Yeah, sure. So Teddy told me to. So then uh, I get a call, and he's just like, "Hey, um." would you mind doing a, a, another movie for me? It, it's a small part. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, I, I get to die, right? And he's like, oh yeah, totally. We're going to like slash your throat and the blood's going to be spewing everywhere and slow-mo. It's going to be great. I'm like, sweet. So we're actually doing a premiere for that movie. It's called Las Vegas Frankenstein. So it's Tuesday night at the Palms. Um, I believe there's two nights of it actually. So if anyone is interested, go check it out. Um, tickets are like five bucks, like it's something totally small. Um, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. Like love that stuff. And then, um, I did another one for him that will be coming out soon. It's a vampire movie with, um, 
a uh, a wrestler uh oh it's the the vampire guy um but the undertaker gold gold is gold goleth or goliath goliath um blonde guy from california i think not from california from florida i think his first name might be david see now i have to look these things up because that's just what i do i mean i'll have to look into this now. i'll have to look it up but uh but yeah so so that will be coming out soon i'm not sure when um but yeah that, that's kind of like my little fun place like i, I love doing like the, the little fun indie projects with people um you know and and every now and then i still wind up doing other you know mainstream stuff in front of the camera but it's mostly horror these days and it's a lot of fun um yeah, fun. yeah. awesome yeah. i'm glad you work for james i'm so happy for james because he always talked about coming out to la to do things and he did you know he's doing really good for himself and uh you know he's someone i would work for again in the drop of a hat so he, he's he's good people for sure yeah love him to death i mean he's hilarious and some of the people that you know i've met on set with him are just you know that they're just so so cool i mean you know i grew up in memphis yes. and when i was a kid we used to go see uh miss south wrestling right because it was shot in studio there and so when I was on set with Papa Shango, aka the Godfather, oh, God. um, for for James, it was great because we're literally sitting there oh. talking about you know back in the day, you know, um, which and, and he's all excited because I was like, yeah, I know I went to high school with Jerry Lawler's kids, so you know we're sitting there talking about Jerry and just it was a lot of fun reminiscing about stuff that yeah brings me back to being eight years old, 10 years old, you know? That's so funny. So not everyone knows this. Memphis Championship Wrestling is where I kind of went. Um, I was there and in ECW at the same time, but I was doing Memphis Championship Wrestling on the weekends, like some weekends, oh, but I was crazy. training there on and off. Yeah, I, I know, it was so much fun. Like we'd run in um, Tulupa, Tulupa, Mississippi, Tulipo, yeah. Then we'd have TV tapings and, uh, yeah, I worked there briefly. So it's it's a great place. Yeah. I love to see. And people there are really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different vibe. It's a great place to be. And plus they have the uh bourbon infused. Um, no, they have cherry, cherry infused bourbon. So that was one of my things that I yum enjoyed. So where do people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh like where could they find you if they wanna they wanna do your OnlyFans and just see what else you're doing? So OnlyFans, there's two accounts actually. My my paid account um, is my VIP account, and that's uh, Kiki underscore Dare. So you would put in, you know, OnlyFans.com forward slash Kiki underscore Dare, right? Now, if you just want to go check it out and you know see about OF and not necessarily pay a subscription, then there is the free one, which is OnlyFans.com forward slash uh, Kiki Dare, right? Um, if you want to go to Instagram and see pictures, you know, you, you, you'll probably see videos of, you know, crazy dogs, but um, <laughs> that is uh, Kiki Dare underscore. And then if you want to go to Twitter, that's also going to be Kiki underscore Dare. And Dare spelled D-A-I-R-E because 
I didn't realize the internet was going to be where it was. And there's actually an apostrophe in there and doesn't really translate on the web. So silly me. <laughs> Do you know what it means in French there? Like the way you spell it? Hmm. Of air. <laughs> well, originally somebody tried to talk me into making my last name Derriere. And I was like, absolutely yeah. no, because that's stupid. That's like so obvious too. It's yeah. Really yeah. So, so yeah. the spelling just came about. So I, I was like, well, I want dare, but I don't want anything that's going to be, you know, normal. So that was what I, I went, wound up with. Yeah. I don't think anything's supposed to be normal in that business. I was originally Jasmine St. James. I did like my first film was actually a horror film from uh, who something Russo directed it. I forgot his name. Is this really old guy? And um, just Stacy something or another. Stacy Warfel was in the movie. Like all these scream queens. So that was my first film ever, and that's when I used Jasmine St. James, right? Um, right. Playboy Book of Lingerie, all that. Then there was a Jordan St. James. I don't know what happened to that girl, but. Um, my manager at the time was like, well, she has a problem. I'm like, I seriously doubt she'll be around for another year with the amount of drugs she takes, but I'll change it just for her. So I chose, uh, I chose St. Clair because it's French and um, it sounds better. And lo and behold, where is that girl these days anyway? So yeah. Imagine and that. Jasmine fashion. Yes, exactly. I mean, he wouldn't even trust her to take his daughter across the street for ice cream, right? But he let me do it. So anyway. Yeah. Well, you know what? People are freaking crazy. Right. And then he, there, then there's us. We're like completely normal. Um, we are <laughs> compared to most people, I think it's 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 different. It's it's just a whole other world. Do people recognize you still with the red hair when you go in the street? Well, I actually I don't think so. Um, my husband swears up and down that, that I'm extremely recognizable and everybody recognizes me. I, I don't know. Maybe, I would. Maybe they do and they just don't say anything. I mean, you know, because then they would have to admit where they know me from. From the horror film. I, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I whenever I work on mainstream shows, uh, you know, it never fails never ever fails i can spend three months on a crew and people say nothing right and then maybe a week maybe two weeks maybe a month two months after i start getting messages on my social media hey um i didn't really want to say anything but i recognized you it was so cool to work with you i'm like oh yay yeah, see, that's nice. No one's really done that to me. They had to move me on my motorcycle, though, on a shoot a couple of years ago, right, like right after the pandemic, actually a year, about a year and a half ago. And um, the guy like messaged me. He's like, you know, I just have to tell you that was so cool, you know, and, you know, you're a lot smaller in person because I was I was young at one of them because he's moving my motorcycle with me. And I'm like, I can back it up myself. I don't need you to do it. It's a heavy bike, too. So. Yeah, everything was fine, but didn't, it's really weird. I've, I've uh, maybe like maybe one other time someone said something, but it was so inappropriate. And I went to the director, who's like my friend, and the yeah. guy's like background. I'm like, who the fuck are you? So 
it's like you're, you're playing a gumshoe detective just like you're like in the background you're gonna try like say something to me really okay so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I was doing um I was actually CCO on a show and uh it was here in Vegas and the director wanted a comedian right to uh to, to do this one scene and they were asking all the crew if they knew anybody I was like well yeah Polly Shore lives here do you want me to call him you know <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, the director's like, oh my God, you know him? I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah, I, I don't think anything of it, right? And uh, so next thing you know, he, you know, Polly calls me back and, you know, I tell him and give him the information. And so Polly calls the director, right? The director calls me, just freaking out. He's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And by the way, I didn't recognize you at first, but, um, you know, nice to have met you. And I'm just like, uh, okay, well, can we not like tell anybody else please on the crew? Cause I, I yeah. And he's like, oh, well, no, I mean, I'm totally friendly. It's cool. Like, you know, I did sex survivor, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. But I, I don't talk about that at this job. Okay please yeah yeah not not here not now it doesn't like translate very well that yeah. some people don't get it yeah but exactly. it's good catching up with you like this hopefully I see you in person on a set hopefully I would love James that. films it'd be so cool because yeah I go to I would go to I do go to Vegas to work sometimes I could well right now we can't obviously but yes that I will do <laughs> yeah, yeah and hopefully um I'll see you at Exotica yeah. And Exotica, um, I say bring Kiki in for both. And if, you know, fans definitely see her, I think DC is growing in that respect, but I know New Jersey is the bigger one of the, uh, the batch. I have one friend, at least I know that would come out to see you in DC. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much. I, I really you. appreciate the time. You know, it's so nice walking down memory lane with you. Isn't it fun going, you don't have enough people in life to do that with, to go down that rabbit hole, unfortunately. And I think it's important. It's an important part of pop culture as well. It really is. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!